Do you know what your partner's up to when you're away and they're all alone? No, what? They're listening to the Screw Podcast, of course. What's that? Mm, sit back, relax, and listen. And you're all casamatics. You're all casamatics. Sneaking in the back door with Teddy Maxine. So your mother wants to know what all the stains on the jeans. And you're all casamatics. Thanks for tuning in to the Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and her lovely sidekick. Hey, love. What's up? <laughs> I'm super hungover. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, you don't normally drink, so no, that's fun. That's why I'm super hungover. Yeah. What did you drink? Anything fun? Uh, beer. Beer? Beer, though. Yeah. I yeah, know. beer will do that. I know. And hangover. It's not like I'm a two beer queer or whatever, but like, you know, I'm like a four beer queer, you know? Like, I drink four, I'm happy, I'm friendly. But damn, I have to wake up in the middle of the night and take ibuprofen. <laughs> I'm like a four bear queer. <laughs> I'm a bear for bear queer. Yeah. Now we're, now we're just saying stuff. <laughs> exactly. What's good? How you been? I am not hungover. Oh, good. I am uh, a little stoned because oh, I... Delightful. My roommate is no longer COVID positive, so I was able to smoketh uh, the weedeth. Oh, nice. With them. I haven't been really smoking much at all. So, but. Yeah, me neither. My roommate and I will uh, smoke occasionally and watch like a, a movie or something. And um, we went on the roof to get some sun oh, because I really need some sun. Yeah. yeah, the roof. So, yeah. So, I'm a little stoned. So, which the is, weather's pretty warm nice. there then. Or no. Yeah, let me see. It's it's warm enough for the sun to feel good on your skin. Uh, it's it, like 42. It's 67 degrees here today. Yeah, we're, so we're I went full. up there with a t-shirt and shorts. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but because, like, if sun it's not windy, the, surren- yeah. the yeah, the direct sunlight makes it nice and toasty. So. It's so weird here. Like, it's 67, but, you know, it's... Well, I guess it's technically Happy March first or something like that. Uh, <laughs> where are you? Where are you for people that oh, are listening shit, yeah, that in don't the know? Southwest uh, Albuquerque, and so like yeah, and I'm in the Northeast in Brooklyn. So yeah, so it's like springtime here essentially. The the tulips are coming up already. Like, wow! It's like the grass is going from gold back to green. Like and they fertilize like you know there's not a lot of real grass out here it's not like a naturally occurring thing (laughs) here but people do plant it and like this time of year they throw like like fertilizer all over it right to get like the green to come back you know and what's fucked up right now is like it's sunny super sunny during the day it's gonna be like in the 70s all weekend which is fucking crazy but um they have all the sprinklers on everywhere (laughs) so like you can't get by (laughs) anything you have to come up with really creative ways because like the sidewalks like usual in a place that has barely any water like they're wasting water on the sidewalk so i wish like people would like get modernize these sprinkler systems you know because water is not an endless commodity so 
as yes, a commodity. Indeed. Resourcing it. It is turning into a commodity. <laughs> oh hey, God. fuck that. Let's talk about sex. I'm too hungover for anything serious. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you were like, no, I'm not going down this. No. <laughs> no. Not this rabbit hole. God damn it. <laughs> I this well myself. hole. Right. <laughs> I'm going down that hole. Oh my God. Exactly. I gave like the drunkest head last night, but it was so much fun, you know? That's fun. Sloppy head is nice. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's as long as you're like, you know, enjoying yourself, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> you are hungover. This is funny. <clears throat> so we have a couple topics on the agenda today. We do no gender <laughs> on the no gender today. Uh, yeah, but they're like they're they're gender universal topics. How's that? Are they? Okay. They One of them. I don't know. Them. I was saying agenda with my accent. I'm being an asshole because I'm okay. Yeah. I'm too high to know what's going on. So I'm just going <laughs> I with the flow. I see that on your face. I like it. It's like the yeah, smile. I haven't been. I, I haven't Smiley. been stoned in like two weeks, so you know oh, I feel okay. high. That's and I was like, the... what? What better time to get high than before my fucking stoner ass podcast, right? I know. I should have brought something, but you know, I don't have anything that was easy to bring. I, like I have like stuff in a bowl at home, and you can't put that. Yeah, in that's the not really. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you do have like a nice little Cheshire cat like smile. Like I feel like we're in the rabbit hole. <laughs> I I am the rabbit hole. <laughs> okay, so what's on the agenda this week? We oh, have okay. a couple topics. Yeah, so I think let's see. Let's start with this creepy ad because like now I feel like we're all about like. <laughs> I look like the Cheshire weird... cat. <laughs> well, like after our like baseball analysis, I'm like all about like you know clothing faux pas. So there's this um, wonderfully creepy. Um, I I'll try not to I guess call out the clothing people because whatever it could be. I don't know, Ma and Pop Owen, but the ad is uh, a man in these, you know, very sexy-ish speedos, I guess. You know, very hunky motherfucker. And it says, we don't sell your creepy uncle's speedo. And I'm kind of That's so mean. And what? Are we, like, really talking about, like, that creepy uncle that, like, kind of wanted to molest Oh, I didn't even kind of think go, about like, that. What, what is this ad? We don't sell your creepy Uncle Speedo. Oh, my God. I did not even think about that <laughs> layer of it. I was just yeah. thinking, like, oh, you know, your your weird uncle that we're, that wears the Speedo. Like, yeah, we but don't it sell doesn't say weird. It says creepy. Like, that uncle that's checking you out while you're not looking creepy and, like, wearing that Speedo what in front of you. That shows, fucking marketing. That shows way literally... too much. Is this literally just like clickbait marketing now where we just say offensive shit in hopes to get I mean, like maybe what's fucked up is that we all kind of know what it means on some level. Like that's also have, fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That is fucked up. But, but, like, but, don't, but the don't creepy uncle has that. been a trope. <laughs> that's the thing is creepy uncle. It's not always just the uncle, right? It might be right, grandpa. Right. It might be dad. Grandma, it might be right. cousin. Like, right. Why are you but, wearing that bulge showing nothing to the imagination speedo in front of like the youngins? <laughs> 
That's when I pull out my Walmart bathing suit, the one that goes down to my knees that looks like I'm wearing, like, a a huge diaper. Just because, like, you're, like, not trying. But this is this is talking about the uncle that's creepy that, like, molests you, right? Is that Yeah, because what are we talking about here? fuck? Yeah. This is this is too far for marketing. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like this is you even if you chalk it up to oh they're just trying to get clickbait. Like that Whatever. this isn't the right way to go. Like you don't trigger people like in right. it. Exactly. I understand. Listen, I understand everybody always says like well anything could be triggering to anybody. I understand that. But there are things that are very obviously things you avoid trying to mm. remind people of and uh childhood rape is one of them like what the <laughs> right. fuck yeah now i feel like going and buy and like what is it it's like this weird thing it's like a sexy ad with a sexy person all hunky tattooed you know probably like it's like probably a dude in his 40s or like late 30s okay so like uncle-esque age but like what <laughs> why i then i don't even understand it it's being ageist it's uh-huh. being oh yeah it's, it's it, there's too many layers of this yeah so don't do ad campaigns like that don't mark it off that's of, like, so weird don't mark it off the fact that the world is a fucked up place like don't like what? yeah what uh, like i <laughs> i mean can you imagine it's like it's like like not it's your, like selling like not your alcohol. Drunk, not your drunk aunt's bikini. Like what? Like what do we like? I was gonna say it's like selling alcohol and being like, not your date rapist's favorite <laughs> flavor. You know, <laughs> like it's just like, why are you bringing that up here? What? What does a speedo have to do with my uncle that touched me? I don't understand. It's, it's like what? Roofy proof liquor. <laughs> Like, I just, yeah, like, what? You're implying what in this? I don't, and what are you accomplishing? Nobody's going to see that and be like, oh, this is, I need to buy this. Right, let me run out and buy it. Like, and is it to help creepy uncles pass? Like, is it help creepy uncles pass to wear something that makes them seem less creepy? Like, who's your audience? (laughs) Who are you What? What? (laughs) Who are your customers? Who's your audience? I I think it's not trauma victims i guess very this is a problem that just doesn't it seems like ai like advertisement (laughs) you know like ai fucked up and didn't understand the assignment (laughs) and that's what they came up with you know like caption is not your creepy (laughs) uncles your uncle won't touch you in these (laughs) you know like what the fuck is going on your nephew won't check out your package in these like yeah what? like you won't become the con- like topic of dinner conversation in these i mean like it doesn't work on any angle it doesn't make me want to buy them because they look sexy they do look these are family friendly right? family friendly speedos what? i mean like that's what i mean and they're not like they're not family friendly speedos they're boltosy like i always I, that's actually a good question is how i always have i'm always torn about whether or not that's inappropriate to wear around a kid is it technically People are people often are like anything genital related should be like hidden and like uh, I don't of believe course that. I agree to, but also I think it depends is on that the just context. because of like how 
we grow up here like there's lots of cultures that are just nude and stuff there's that's a lot not a of thing. healthy natural societies i don't like I, I don't think nudity is the problem i do think that underwear that looks to make you sexy in front of kids is a problem oh okay so you think speedos look yeah. sexy i mean i do yeah. i think that's what they're meant for like on some level okay but, no okay that's not fair i never I really thought about it you know i understand that they're also meant for like swimming competitors but this is not what i'm talking but about. those are not the same those they like literally <laughs> stick them so that you, you can't can see anything yeah, you really like Ken doll. exactly yeah it like <laughs> <laughs> you have to peel yeah. that shit off. It's to make you nice and sleek. Yeah. There's no so you cut you know. through the water, no water drag or whatever. Like they also shave yeah. their legs, you know. So like it's I can't. I how much like drag do you get from leg hair? Come on, like somebody explain this to me. Like does armpit and leg hair really cause a lot of water drag? I need to ask a swimmer this question. I really don't know. I don't know. But back to speedos being a sexy outfit. Yeah. So I mean, so I, they should be worn at like adult beaches, is what you're look, saying. When when I, yeah, yeah. I mean, or like a big beach with like like you know multiple people doing your own thing, but not at the blanket with like you know nephew and niece and like the whole shebang. Like uncle showing up when everybody else is like, it's a family trip and we're having hot dogs and hamburgers and like no, don't don't wear that. Like and yeah, okay. I'm being the fucking police on that. Like so, and and auntie with the the thong no, up her ass. Fuck no, that. no to that. Equally, no. And this is not about body shame. It's about the appropriateness. These are sexy swimwear things. Like why? Like don't no no no. It's I okay think most people sexy. would probably agree with you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like when I go to the hotel <laughs> pool, I do not wear my. You saw the the boltosy like bathing suits that we had in Puerto Vallarta, right? Like mm -hmm. those are meant. And mind you, it's a beach full of queer men, <laughs> so we're all there wearing stuff to kind of like turn heads, right? But there's not a beach full of like little children, you know. So, anyways. I digress, but I wouldn't wear it to like the Marriott swimming pool while like everybody's on family vacation. That's when I pull out the two for five dollar Walmart <laughs> extra liner. <laughs> I hate these. Understood. I, hate I think that's fair and reasonable. <laughs> I wear like a whole fucking outfit into the pool, so like that's never even a thought process sure. for me. I'm never like, am I showing off too much because I'm never showing off anything at the pool. I mean, I will, but I will say I, it's always been something that I'm like, eh. I wonder like what, you know, what the general discourse mm. is for that sort of thing. Will, and that makes sense. If it's a sexualized yeah. sort of thing, then obviously keep it away from kids. I right? will say at the ocean, I do think it's easier to wear skimpier bathing suits because they don't come off in the waves as easily <laughs> like if that makes any sense like when you have those big bubbly bathing suits like oftentimes you come out of the waves with it around your ankles so oh, I see, yeah. <laughs> well and there's like there's you know people existing on the beach around you it's not the same as somebody showing up it's to not. sit at your blanket with kids right. is what you're trying right. to say like your yeah. above ground pool proximity to with, it also with, like i'm picturing right. the, the grill I'm picturing like all the lawn chairs out the picnic tables got some stupid Fourth of July kind of thing on, and like Uncle Soso comes up, you know, ready to cannonball into the pool in his like little tiny 
like fucking dental floss fucking speedo. That's no, not that. Don't wear that. <laughs> not your uncle's creepy speedo. Okay. Now buy our fucking stuff. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Fantastic. Indeed, indeed. So, um, so I mean, I know we've talked about the next thing I wanted to like you know gossip about on here look i really don't appreciate the articles that come out of queerty but they're a great way to have a conversation about how not to talk about things in queer culture (laughs) in my humblest opinion and it's also really when i think about this like you know you want to know what people think about things especially when you're trying to get people to be sex positive healthy you know um consent ridden (laughs) you know you have to kind of look and say why are people why do people have you know these ideas about things because especially around polyamory you know it it feels like for those of you don't know who polyamory like who polyamory who is polyamory (laughs) how is there not like a drag queen named polyamory there's gotta I'm be. I'm sure there there's is. There's gotta be. There's gotta be I'm like sure 1,500 <laughs> drag queens named polyamory. But like, this is like, you know, there's a lot of different ways people practice it. It's like a general form of non monogamy, and it either can refer to sex or non sexual relationships. Um, and it's it's about kind of like, mul- like am amor, multiple lovers, multiple loves, however you want to say it. Um, so I think a lot of people, and like, again, this is a new buzzword. I think the word itself only came out in the nineties, if I remember correctly, it's like not an old word. It's an old practice, (laughs) but like the way we're defining it is like, you know, it's kind of became a buzzword at some point. And I think in the nineties and like, you know, people like have written all sorts of stuff. The ethical slut is a very popular book about polyamory and a very good book if you haven't read it. Um, but you can't get into these conversations where like, so this particular one is about these two dudes who have been married and they've been together for 15 years and they don't fuck anymore. And, you know, this is kind of like a dear, <laughs> I want to say dear, dear Abby, yeah, like dear Gaby. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> and like, you know, they're essentially like, am I, is it okay? Like we're having sex with other people. We still love each other, but should I be worried about my relationship? You know, mm-hmm. and I think like, look, all my relationships, I come to the table, I'm poly, we're never going to be the only two people not we fuck as far as I'm concerned. If it ends up that way, that's cool. You know, it means mm, we're having a good time, nothing to worry about, <laughs> but I'm not a real overthinker of it in that sense, you know, and like, you know, I certainly believe you can have a deep and meaningful and like respectful love and cohabitation with somebody without you know, fucking, sure, I do, you know, and it's fine. And if if the definitions of your relationship are this, that your primary partner is your, like, confidant and your, your, your partner in everything financially and emotionally and whatever, and, and yet you both choose to have other lovers, I think that's great. There is this kind of notion, though, that you hear that, like, and I especially hear it from queer boys, and I, I've, I've kind of heard it from from other people too um which you know you'll have to speak on for me a little bit but about like (laughs) i'm in a relationship we got bored of the sex we opened it up we started fucking other people we got jealous we broke up and i think like Mm, the essence of this article is what he's worried about like are we headed for doomsville now that we're you know 
basically satisfied and okay that we're not fucking each other but fucking other people <laughs> so i think that's the gist of it i'm not like gonna read the actual dribble of it but like you know i think like there's a lot to like think about with those statements and everybody's going to be different so like how do you know if you're doomed <laughs> i think sex is probably like not really the best marker for whether you're having you know a healthy emotional connection because like you don't need it to have a healthy emotional connection with someone right I was going to say, I mean, this can look like so many different things and work in so many different ways. And it doesn't mean one thing or the other for anybody. Mm. Like, sure. When you just look at it from like a surface level, you're like, all right, well, it's probably a red flag if you're not having like a physical relationship. Right. But you can love somebody deeply through and through and just not have that spark with them anymore. Mm. And if you're if your arrangement is that you can go have that spark with other people and maybe just the emotional part is then left to each other, why can't that be something that works for that couple? Right. Right. I just think everybody's always assuming that like there's one, Oh, I heard this one couple broke up because of jealousy. So therefore that must be the case. And no, every single relationship and every single coupling is completely different. And also how you work with one person isn't how you might work with another. You might get jealous over another person when you wouldn't get jealous over somebody else. So I just think like the, the one size fits all sort of attitude about it is wrong Mm. and it's, it's silly to have, but also why does sex have to be like the be all end all of indicator of like a healthy situation? Right. Yeah. I mean, cause you always hear it. Like I used to hear, you know, I used to hear, oh, like, this is what the queer guys do. They, like, do this, and then they open up their relationship. And then, like, for for lesbians, for example, the term lesbian bed death, um, which I always thought, wow, that's so much more poetic. <laughs> lesbian bed death. And I'm, like, when I was younger, I had no idea what it referenced. I'm, like, do lesbians accidentally die in bed if they're together too oh, long? I honestly, God. I was, like, is this, like, SIDS, right? Sudden infant death syndrome? Because that's what it sounds like. And I know it's meant to be kind of fucking hyperbolic and dramatic like that. That's why they say lesbian bed death. But, like, it makes me think of SIDS. I'm, like, this, like are you going to die if you're in a lesbian relationship too long? <laughs> Maybe your clit dies. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's I hate very... that. I hate those, like, stupid terms for things like that. Yeah. It's just, like, okay. That's just well, and it's because you're setting people up for failure, you absolutely. know. And it's too much of a universal. Like, look, like, do I think like intimacy is important? Yes. Like, let's be fair. Let's say something horrible happened and your body didn't work from like the waist down, right? Like, are you? no longer going to be intimate with your partner that you've been together for like like let's say instead it wasn't that they don't want to fuck each other anymore but that something happened and they can't fuck each other anymore (laughs) right are we saying 
you can't generate intimacy in any other way than physical sexual like sexual physicality like you know intimacy is like spooning and like spending time together and like trusting each other Mm -hmm. and like like having each other's back in ways that like are deeper a little bit more than a friendship right like you expect your lover to wake up when you're sick at three in the morning and like be fucking concerned right but you're not necessarily gonna call your friend and be like hey i feel awful can you take right like it's like no (laughs) you know i get it (laughs) and and i guess like it's complicated. You know me. Like, I think sexism is important. I do. I think sexuality is important. I think pleasure is, is healthy and good for us. But I don't think, like, we have to, like, define all of our relationships by its inclusion or exclusion. You know? I, mm-hmm. I certainly think you can have sex with other people. I do have, like, a little tinkling in the back of my head that says, okay, then, like, maybe you guys are just really good best friends. Like, Mm -hmm. if, you know, I mean, but, like, you know, if you enjoy going to sleep together in the same bed every night but don't necessarily want to pull your wings out, I get you. Um, And maybe that's good enough. Like, if that's good enough for you. Pull your wings out. If that's good enough for you, it's good enough for you. Like, don't fucking ask other people if it's good enough for you. I guess that's what, like, I'm irritated by. Because, like, what kind of advice? I Like, I never read the advice given back because it usually turns into a shit show with comments where you see, like, the kind of divisions in all of our communities around, like, respectability politics and, like, you know, like you know, that pressure to be, like, heteronormative in these relationships that we have, that, like, if it doesn't look like ma and pa, it's bad, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know how we as queer people have just adopted that at some point. (laughs) Like, we spent years being very critical how fucked up our parents' relationships were, only to, like, make that what we're trying to achieve. (laughs) Like, no, thank you. (laughs) I'm good. Let's define it ourselves, you know? I don't know. And, like, I don't know. Like, I think heterosexual people find it a problem, too, or those engaging in heterosexual relations. I'm trying to work on my terminology here. I don't even believe in sexuality as, like, that binary or, like, even whatever. I think it is really just so constructed. But, like, if you're participating and indulging yourself in a heterosexual relationship, I've heard plenty of them that, like, ugh, you know, we have sex once a month or once every six months or whatever. And like, and I'm like, but are you happy? Yeah, but isn't this a problem? But if neither of you think it's a problem, is it, why is it a fucking problem? Right. Just because you talked well, to your, your friend and he was like, I get, it's like Larsa every time she's on, I have sex with him five hours every night or five times a night, right? And everybody's like, bullshit, right? Maybe she does. I don't fucking know. But, like, who cares? Like, you're all worked up about it for some reason. Like, are you feeling like... Because you're comparing yourself to that person, right? Don't fucking compare yourself. I think as long as, like, everybody involved in the scenario is happy with what's going on, then that's all that matters. You don't need to... You do not need to keep your... Hold yourself to a standard that shouldn't exist. Yeah. The standard should be, are both people pleased and happy... And if, if you're not always pleased, well, that's because there's two people in the scenario, right? And it, and consent matters. And right. it's well important to make sure that they're, that, you know, and that's okay that you're not 100% meeting each other yeah. on the same page every time because that's going to be expected. But 
I mean, my gut reaction. In all of those other scenarios, are you guys both happy and pleased? That's all that matters. My gut reaction is if you're asking, maybe there's a problem. I, I, you know, like, mm. I, I mean, because, look, well, you should take the temperature of your relationships with everybody, your friends, your family, your lovers. Like, are we good? Like, <laughs> are is anything bottled up? Have I have I hurt you and you haven't been able to tell me? Like, these are important ways if you want that lasting relationship. And I'm gonna give these dudes the benefit of the doubt and say, 15 years, you must be doing some level of that. You know, you say you still love each other. You still want to keep being with each other and living with each other. And your only concern is that you're not fucking. I'd say you're pretty doing pretty good as long as, like, you know, as long as it's not really a thing, you know? I don't know. Because to me, like, if it wasn't happening, I would probably, like, make sure we're both good. Are we both good? We haven't fucked in a while. Are we good? Do we need to fuck? Like, (laughs) do we want to fuck? You know, because I get it. You know, the thing with, like, you know, a kid in a candy store, right, is you maybe, like, shouldn't sample all the candy because you're going to get sick. (laughs) And I don't mean this in an (laughs) STI way. I just mean, like, you know, when there's lots of choices, sometimes we don't foster those deeper sexually complex relationships with one particular individual. And I will say there is a lot more you can do with somebody you can trust and that you, like you know, can share your, like, true desires and feelings with, like, and, like, it is a little superficial to be, like, well, I love my partner, but I, like, he doesn't give me a boner anymore, you know, like, what the fuck, (laughs) like, to me, there's a laziness in there somewhere, like, or, like, Mm. your, your attraction to your partner hasn't evolved to the point where it's not about, like, you know, that visceral, like, turn on right you that you get when you like meet somebody and you don't know what their parts look like and like you know you're flirting and you're not used to them and they excite you in that way like and i'm i don't mean this in a bad way i think it's a good you can't sustain that level of whatever and it's 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 very superficial to be honest to be like oh he's hot he's got a big cock i want it that's why it's exciting right that's why because it's all, you don't know that they have like a dirty underside of their toilet you know <laughs> you don't know that I love they don't close the chip bag with a chip clip oh, right man. like if you don't know these things yet it's so much easier to like right. be titillated by the thing they right? double dip their chips <laughs> yeah or whatever they don't know that they chortle their snot or whatever the fuck yeah, like or snore really but there is also whatever. something to be said about the excitement of being comfortable with somebody enough Absolutely. to be your human yeah. self and not be fake and superficial so yeah there's excitement to all of these things because they're all different that's yeah. what that is. i would just say give your primary if you're like engaging in that kind of a hierarchical relationship because like we said in the beginning there's there's different kinds of ways to experience non-monogamy. But, like, let's say you have a primary partner. Like, give that situation a chance to, like, develop and grow in all ways possible before you, like, swear it off. <laughs> you know? Like, I Absolutely. would say it's probably not a good idea to get concrete in your head that I'm we're never going to do it again. Because, like, Really? <laughs> I don't know. Then move on. <laughs> I know I'm being very contradictory, but I do feel several different ways about it. Because I, I think if you've truly established like an intimate, like romantic relationship with somebody, like 
You do want to have sex with them. You want to pleasure them, right? And that's maybe the hair of difference between, like, just the sex. You want them to experience a pleasure that, like, you guys have been comfortable enough to develop. They've been comfortable enough to share, like, I like it just that way, and you're comfortable doing it. And maybe they can't share that with every, like, random hookup. <laughs> you know, that's something deeper that you do get to explore. Yeah. True. Just saying. Yeah. I feel like sex with people that you don't know well is, like, um, you're you're putting on a show. It's like you're mm. you're doing, like, all of the things that you hope will make them enamored by you right right yeah. whereas like later on the sex is about like making that person like making sure that the person's needs are met yeah so at first it's just kind of like i don't know it's like a funny mating routine that humans yeah. do it's like the it's birds, entertaining. Like everybody's doing this bird tiktok right have you seen it where like the two mm-hmm. different colored birds and like one is like <laughs> what i love is that people have been swapping the gender of like the birds like sometimes it's like the male doing like the mating dance ritual and the female is like ignoring and then like vice versa which i think is kind of cute um but like that's what it feels like you're putting on that like plumage show like for them to try to attract them and like you know and yeah and sometimes that's that's all you need for that to be a really exciting fun thing with a stranger you know like maybe you think about it afterwards like actually were really good at any, any of the actual right activities. yeah like, oh. right you were more excited about just like the the newness of right. it or whatever <laughs> like the dance right like i mean dancing is fun <laughs> without yeah and then you're like ow he n- didn't cut his nails right yeah exactly. yeah exactly oh you clipped up with my your tooth ouch um <laughs> you know right you got a exactly. little too excited there yeah no i totally get it <laughs> hey and i've been there like you know you get in the thrill of the moment like i definitely you know i'll own up to it i've definitely been one of those people that like has gotten too excited and fucked too hard you know like and i think like that's something that you don't do with your partner because like they've told you like what pace and speed they're comfortable with and you know it but like these like adventures like uh, <laughs> you're like you think it's going well everybody's hot and sweaty and then all of a sudden it's like ah <laughs> you're like oh shit sorry <laughs> my bad I got a little carried away there. <laughs> Which kind of sucks with butt sex, because I'm going to tell you right now, if, like, you hurt somebody during butt sex, it takes a hot minute for that throbbing to stop in order to, like, resume. And, like, that's just a practicality thing I'm giving you. If you're, like, over-anxious, relax for a minute. If you want it to keep going, fucking slow down, because <laughs> you hurt somebody when they're bottoming, it, it fucking hurts. I need, like, 20 minutes to, like make those wrinkles come back or whatever we were talking about last time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love that clip. Uh, So funny. Have you seen the TV show Couple to Thruple? (laughs) (laughs) By any chance? That's on on Peacock, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I watched, um, we watched the trailer um, because, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, they're all pretty attractive. <laughs> so it's yeah. like softcore porn on your TV. I just wish some of these reality shows would pick some real people, but I get it. I get it. You're like, nobody wants to watch us. Like, fucking smelly, unkept people on television. I get it. But, like, 
Um, I have not like I haven't seen a full episode, but I've been following like the press that the queer couple has been getting in terms of like like they they they're giving a lot more interviews than other people I think <laughs> on the show. I'm not really sure, but like, I keep reading things about like what you know because one is like bisexual, right, and the other is like queer. You mean the the two men, right? right? Yeah, the two men. What they're all say? queer couples, oh, technically. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, I meant the two men. I think. The, the two <laughs> yeah. cis male couple. The two. <laughs> How do I put that sentence together? Those two. Um, <laughs> and one is like bisexually identifying, right? And the other yes. is like pretty full on queer male, whatever. So the other one, he was described as will try anything once. That's what it was. Or something like that. <laughs> right. And like I read some article about what type of women the, the bisexual one is attracted to. I don't, like, I don't know why. What, what, what do you, have you seen it? Tell me. I've seen a couple episodes like while doing other things was sort of in the background. So I didn't pay too much attention, but there was definitely some, some like, I don't know. There were some people that I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good and healthy representation of polyamory Mm. of one flavor of polyamory. Right. But, and then there was some of it that I was like, okay, that doesn't seem super so do you think it, healthy. Do you think it helps or hurts the polyamory movement or neutral? I don't know. It's hard to like, I don't, I think all TV shows kind of hurt anything in some way because what happens is like, you know, somebody's representing something poorly or <laughs> misrepresenting or or wording something funky or something like, like that Miami housewives. <laughs> but there's also the the fact is the reality is that you know there are variations to everything and there's good and bad people in every sure. movement or you know <sighs> yeah. group or whatever whatever you want to call it but i think that i i don't Sometimes I think it's good to shed light on like this thing exists and it exists and and it's not a big deal and it's just the norm for these people. And also at the same time, you know, there's good and bad for all of it. I don't, I I personally can't speak on it though, as far as like how bad it is for the polyamory community, because I'm not a part of the polyamory. Like I used to be kind of sort of, but I don't practice that anymore. So it's not like, I don't have any, you know, extreme feelings about it one way or the other. Um, but like, ever, like, Wait, I, like are you I said, not my life? That's are you shown not on life, TV. You're not my life partner anymore. Is that what you are? You breaking up with me? Like, right uh, that's so cute. Oh no, we're life partners. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> no, you know, and I say this because like this always becomes a discussion, right? This respectability politic of policing these things when they come right. out like is this gonna hurt right. the queer community is this gonna hurt the black community is this gonna hurt you know like you, like come on people like it's television <laughs> like that one person doesn't represent your entire community right exactly you know it just shows that there's there's quote unquote bad people right. or whatever you want i don't want to say bad people necessarily sure. but just like people that maybe don't align with your beliefs in every community yeah. not every thing is a one size fits exactly. all not so. all lesbians are billionaires like ellen okay like let's just right 
<laughs> I was like in the mood to try. So this is this is funny, right? So I open Apple TV, and you know they have this new documentary that they've done about um, LGBTQ people in media. I haven't watched it yet, and the reason why is I went to play it, and the first face that comes up on that screen is that fucking lily white multi billionaire Ellen. That's the first clip they open. This person riddled with controversy for not treating her workers well, for being out of touch with everyday queer people. That's the first face they throw on the screen. And I get why. I get why she's a part of it. I just think it was like really poor marketing for you to have a trailer where that's the first fucking face that pops up on the screen. Yeah, that doesn't seem very... It's like, really? really? <laughs> Come on. Seems kind of silly. You're out of, like, it feels <laughs> out of touch. Like It's like... You want to do something about queer folks in media, there's like a lot to fucking choose from. And are we just talking American media? Because it's just been going on for a long time. I, like, why not come out like with somebody from like one of the trailblazing shows of the 70s or whatever that had like a queer character or whatever? You know, like it's just, uh, you know, they always get this shit wrong, unfortunately. But, you know, that's why. Well, we- you know, Ellen, Ellen is easy. Yeah. And you know and most of the people that were watching her probably don't understand what happened to her and like why this happened and why she went away and like you know it's probably like too complex a problem for them to understand (laughs) i don't know like i don't know like i think people feel like she got a bad rap i don't and i'm not going to like on any level (laughs) you shared box seats with a fucking war criminal you can fuck yourself you know like I, i i don't know what else to say like don't tell me that like it's okay in the upper echelons to become friends with people who are heinous to our community doesn't make any sense and i know that's not what she got canned for but like i'm not into it (laughs) don't try to sell me on it (laughs) Uh, fucking andy cohen right now have you been following oh my god so housewives are accusing him of sexual harassment and forcing them to do cocaine and also and like that they were not respecting like one of the former cat and i don't know I, like i told you i've only known i've only watched the miami show <laughs> like i don't know any of the other ones um but like you know that uh one of the cast members from one of the previous shows was like you know trying to be sober and apparently we already knew this they ply them with tons of free liquor all the time that's how they get yeah that, like ridiculousness that america has come to love but like you know that like apparently there's massive amounts of cocaine on the set and he's always doing it and like all this other crazy shit and like and so like today was the first day that like i guess he riled up the army of like other housewives to defend him against these other because it's a few women it's not just one or like one oh, shit. It's a couple now that are like you know he's a problem and fuck of course he's a problem he's also a hideous human being <laughs> so let's just like if you see the way he talks to these women like he is a gay male misogynist there's no fucking doubt about it in my mind and like the way he talks to these women in these things he like fucking acts like he owns them so i'm not fucking surprised 
you know, and I, I don't feel too bad for these rich women either. But like at the same time, exploitation is exploitation. We should feel mm-hmm. bad for anybody being exploited. <laughs> I'm not that much of a class bitch. <laughs> like if if you're rich and being exploited, I feel bad for you too. I promise. <laughs> like, but like, yeah, I don't know how this is gonna down. It could end the reign of that Bravo. I was trying to think of something fun and illiterate, but Bravo bitch, <laughs> Andy Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn that's crazy yeah. i was just watching something yesterday what was it real, real housewives of i don't fucking remember but it was something i mean i'm waiting it, ju- it just draws me in and then i don't stop you know well and it's interesting because apparently netflix just bought queer eye and like the franchise or whatever they're do- like redoing it um and like I'm curious if it's going to be better than it was. I thought they already bought it. Oh yeah. No? Well, maybe they maybe they did. I don't I'm not sure cuz it was a Bravo asset which is like NBC Universal or whatever. And Oh, I really thought that Netflix already took over. Yeah. I'm I'm so out of the fucking loop. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd be curious. I mean, like Andy Cohen like has created himself a little empire and you know what I always say about power. <laughs> it overreaches eventually, and you think you can get away with things because you're rich and powerful. Like, I don't for a second doubt that any of these allegations. Like, nope, nope. <laughs> and again, if we're going to believe yeah. women, we should believe women, even if they're pointing the finger at some rich white gay guy, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and like, who knows? You know, and we can picture it, right? How many times have you seen these, like, queer boys get drunk at bars and start grabbing their you know fruit flies titties and like you know and maybe it's a a mutual play or whatever maybe it's not you know i can see like him like doing coke and getting drunk with these women and getting out of hand very easily i new year's he was a shit show did you see how fucking wasted he was at new year's i mean the the fact of the matter is sexual harassment has has no sexuality You know, Agreed. you can sexually harass the same way a straight woman can sexually harass a gay man. A gay man can sexually harass a straight woman. It, it has nothing to do with actual sexuality. Absolutely. You know, like people cross lines and boundaries. Yeah, we talked about on that. On the, touching okay. and things, all sorts. Even taking up know? personal space. You know, like we talked about that on one of these podcasts. Like consent is about everything it's about your interaction with other human beings if somebody tries to sit next to you and you don't want them to sit there you're allowed to fucking say so (laughs) you know and i think that that's you know assuming you're not being like a racist dick but like you know what i mean like i'm just saying under the context of like you're allowed to have your space and you're allowed to not have people like infringe on that you know especially if Mm -hmm. you are in this big white world taking a moment to yourself in a corner somewhere it doesn't have to be sexual harassment (laughs) it can just be harassment you know these these um fucking wackadoodles who walk around campus like trying to thump their bibles at me all day long like they'll talk and i will say no and they will keep talking and i'm like now you're harassing me like this is a problem i said no jesus fuck Jesus, get out of my fucking face with Jesus, and you are still talking to me about Jesus. Now we have I said, a no Jesus, fuck Jesus. 
<laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so horrible. I went, we were, they have like, and I know a lot of college campuses have this, but like, fucking like being in a former missionary kind of like weird fucking Spanish uh, state with all these like, you know, churches and whatever. There's like a lot of like Jesusing going on out here. And yeah, it feels a little Jesus light. They're not like, saying I hate fags and, like, putting up signs. But, like, there is this, like, the Catholic um, UNM student organization has a huge building here, like, bigger than most houses. <laughs> like, and Jesus. on it, it says, like, this big sign, pray for, pray for our Sumerians. And I, like, was walking by, you know, a little tired and like I do hate this stuff <laughs> and like I said how about pray for the fucking kids you're fucking Sumerians fucked okay because like this is offensive I like hate seeing the Catholic Church which is just riddled with so much disgusting stuff like sitting here and standing and making statements in their window about anything like go and fuck off already <laughs> you know Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's your. I hope I've yeah. offended at least. No, I'm, there's no fucking Jesus. We do not there's have no Jesus listening to this show. But sex and Jesus. But sex and Jesus. But sex and Jesus. Um, yeah, you know. So like, consent. I know I went on a tangent, but like that's how I feel about consent. Like, I I'm a very friendly person, but if I say hi and I talk to somebody and they don't say anything back, I'll be like, ah, that feels kind of rude. But like, I won't be like. What's your fucking problem? Right. I, Speak to me. I said hi. You, have, you know, you said something a while ago that, like, I remember it really, really stuck with me. And it was this thing. And, and yeah, my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. So let me say, my mom sent me this video for my birthday of these two individuals that are, like, some fucking cousins, children who I've never fucking met. I don't even know what their names are. And she made them sing me happy birthday and sent me the video. And, like, everybody, oh, that's so sweet. It's not fucking sweet. They don't know. Like, what is this? And it made me think of that time you said about being forced, that, like, we talked about being forced to hug, uh, like, family members that we don't want to hug or we feel uncomfortable hugging or, like, you mm -hmm. know, like, forcing kids to do things, period. <laughs> not just, like, yeah, bad things, but, like, even things that, like, don't make sense for them to do like you don't know me like why are you forcing these kids to sing a song to somebody they don't know it, to me it felt like they right. were forcing them to give me a hug virtually and I, don't, right. I don't want right. that I don't want that if you know me and you're really excited to send Uncle Aaron a fucking birthday video awesome cool that, right. that feels nice <laughs> but like knowing that they were prompted <laughs> made me feel like eh they kind of kind of like made them do it that's weird <laughs> yeah that's i i don't like that kind of stuff like you oh kiss your auntie go fuck yourself and i had never I thought to. about that until you said that and it really did make me think about the like multiple dynamics like look i don't want to create like shitty privileged kids but i also don't want to create kids that are traumatized by like being made to interact like I think about why are people seemingly more socially awkward than they were 20 years ago? And maybe it's because of all these forced interactions that they've right. been put on in the name of, like, being, like, you know, good, like, all-American families who, like, you know, read good on paper, you know? No. Well, and that's exactly why we were all, 
you know, I, I don't know what the statistics are now and then, but I'm sure it made easier, like kids easier to prey on because mm. like we didn't understand that we couldn't say no right. because, well, when I'm told I have to hug my aunt, I have to hug her. So when my uncle makes me hug him, I guess I have to, right? It's like those, there's a lot of that. Like, yeah, just mixed messaging when it comes to like who is allowed to have access Mm -hmm. to your body. Well, auntie can. Okay, well, what if auntie's the creep in the house, right? Like, what the fuck? Why is it different? Like you, it just needs to be across the board that your kid has well, it, the right to in say. In both ways too. No. Don't, don't come like enforce your, like, like maybe the kid wants to hug me, but like, I know this is like, sounds awkward, but like, I would like permission to be hot. I don't want you to train your kid to fucking randomly hug me either. That too. Like, I, right. I don't want it. You have a way. say in the situation as well. <laughs> like maybe like I don't feel like being hugged today. And no, your fucking cute little kid isn't gonna melt my heart. You know, like fuck right. like that's not what this is about. It's about we all get to maintain the boundaries that we have. Like we're entitled to that. It's our body, Absolutely. our fucking choice. <laughs> like let's use that slogan universally. <laughs> Absolutely. I I totally agree to that. There's been so many times where people are like, hold my kid or here, go give her a hug. And I'm like, I'm I'm a germaphobe. I don't want your kid touching me. Kids carry all sorts of filth. (laughs) Yeah. Now put your puppy in my arms. Right. I love it. (laughs) These are the people that like let the dog lick their face, mind you. (laughs) Which I get like... (laughs) What was oh there was this episode I only saw the clip of it from what is the original Housewives under probably Beverly Hills or something like that yeah and like uh, that bitch Vanderpump right Vanderpump yeah so she whatever she makes out with okay. her dogs she's a yeah. fucking nasty person and her husband's a nasty person and so there's a scene that I saw and like he's giving the want like the dog a sip out of these like really expensive crystal glasses which is flipping out this other housewife fucking oh the one who's from new Me- albuquerque new mexico um who's super rich and like is like vanderpump's native this is some old show like i saw a clip of like when it like first three years of the show or whatever and like she's like horrified that he's giving the dog a drink out of these very expensive glasses. But then she's even more horrified that after it's done licking the rim, he goes and finishes the glass of water like himself. So the doggy and him shared a glass. And I know dog people, I've heard dog people tell me, oh, you know, their mouths are cleaner than you think. I don't know. Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump makes out with her dog. Oh, so weird. Like on camera. That's so weird. Like, she just be like, kissing them in the tongue like it's just so gross yeah, I, <laughs> I kiss i don't care if my dog kisses my face and does it not bother but me you're not all, gonna give I it your open tongue. my mouth yeah exactly <laughs> first of all their tongues feel like sandpaper i mean I, I mean prove me wrong do they not feel a little sandpapery it's not like a human yeah. licking you it's like you know it's like slobber and sandpaper want, i don't want anything Anyways, licking me I love pictures of dogs more than I like actual dogs. I'm just gonna have to tell. I know you, that. you never like dogs, and all of a sudden you came, you became sort of a dog person, but yeah. like not really. Yeah. I'm like, you know, <laughs> you're like in theory, I, dogs I, are great. Right. I mean, in theory, I definitely look. I grew up with cats. I think cats are cool. I'll never have one again. Like I, 
you know, until I have to change my lover's diapers, I am not into cleaning up other creatures' shit. Not into having them, like, shit in an open box in a room in the corner of my house. (laughs) I'm not in having brush a little tiny creature's, like, teeth or clip their nails or (laughs) any of these other very maintenance Cats, to me, I know people say they're low maintenance, but they're not. Like, animals are not low maintenance. Unless you're ready to No animal is low maintenance, especially as it gets older. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had a funny joke for you. Oh was about hamsters what the fuck was it oh my god (laughs) ah damn ah i was gonna remember it for this podcast too oh well maybe next podcast tune in next week to hear the hamster joke um it was it's funny because the other day i had to put medicine on one of my hamsters clean out the eyeball of the other hamster and clip the toenails of the other (sighs) hamster and i was like yeah they're not so, well, so th- <laughs> let me ask you for like hamsters i know for like dogs like if you have enough money and like resources you can like drop the dog off and like they take care of all that stuff for you am i right uh-huh. like dogs and cats in general like a pet co or something stupid like that will do those things right yeah can you have that done for hamsters too you bring it to the vet so like okay. sometimes because of how squirmy so they small. can be <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard so like the littlest one it's hard to cut her nails in general and she's the one who needs it Uh, so like can you give them some ether once no no once in a while i i use the vet to get like a nail trimming for one of them or a tooth trimming um i bring them in for that sometimes these are things i can do at home but it's harder for me because of squirminess and stuff so my old hamsters i used to get their nails with no issue but um my little ham my dwarf hamster now she's really tough so like she's a she's a vet visit unfortunately uh, for that but like they usually keep them like short themselves but once in a while th- like one or two of them will get too long and then i have to bring them in so i have to be there for it and like hold them but yeah i can i, bring I them used to, to hate it with the cats because i thought you know i would give a scratching post or whatever and you would think that was enough but it's not because eventually mm-hmm. they get like like some of them will curl up or they'll split and then you see right. that the, the, they'll get caught on shit right like because their nail yeah. is all like weirdly like like a split end in your hair and you're like oh fuck i gotta clip this shit is they're gonna and they scratch you and, like like it takes like something to get a cat to like Ugh. so and then you have to squeeze out their nails in their little paw which like i mean these things are yeah. fascinating to like learn how to do but like i'm good <laughs> yeah. i had a cat when i was growing up and it was he was a little himalayan oh wow like like really long hair so we had to like yeah. he got mats all the time like matted spots because like we could not keep up with brushing him like that's how bad it was like he just was so it was awful. Poor baby. I saw some, like, contraption that somebody was using to, like, vacuum, like, their their, their pet to get, like, the excess hair. Yeah. Off. I mean, I There's guess so it many makes sense, but, like, whoa. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing I don't have to worry wow. about with that's... my hamsters. They just take sand baths, and that's that's how they clean themselves. From so. hand jobs to hamsters. And we are here at the Screw Podcast. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
I'm always afraid of about talking about my animals in spaces like this because I'm afraid people are gonna sexualize it. Right? Real, oh, yeah, kind of like the Richard Gear gerbil like situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like I Which have a video happened, of. By the way, yeah, exactly. What the fuck? <laughs> gerbils are too quick. That's not like a thing. But um, <laughs> wait, is it a th- is it is it a thing with other creatures? I don't think I don't. I don't. Really I, Actually, I don't, don't want to know. I don't yeah. think so. I don't want to know. But either way, like gerbils, that it doesn't make sense because gerbils are literally like the quickest little fucking animal. <laughs> Anyways, oh, well. <laughs> uh, see, just when I don't think we're gonna have enough to talk about to fill up an hour, we manage to always. We always know how to fill her up. <laughs> Look at that. Uh. Uh, no pithy title for this episode came out during the episode, so y'all are just gonna have to, you know, y'all. Like, <laughs> just... it, it didn't hand, hand jobs to hamsters. Didn't it? Oh yeah, but you don't want people to sexualize your hamsters. Yeah, well, too but late. But you probably. love alliteration, so we're gonna, we're gonna have to work on this. <laughs> we actually didn't talk about hand jobs, so <laughs> it's, it's a little misleading. <laughs> That's very true. It's more of a generalized okay. title for the Screw Podcast. <laughs> From hamsters to him. It's going to be our behind the music. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks for tuning in to the Screw. We love you. Subscribe to us everywhere. Smash okay, that bye. follow button. <laughs> <laughs> God.